everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, which is brought to you by the good people at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Uh, I am joined today by who is obviously probably most notably the, the most interviewed person probably in the county in the last year uh, in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic, and that's our Sullivan County Public Health Director, Nancy McGraw. Um, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's been quite the year. <laughs> and the uh, first question is very broad. It's sort of a two-parter. Um, just, you know, we're about a year and a few months into this pandemic, and I know there's a lot of optimism from some people as vaccinations increase, but sort of what's the update here in Sullivan County as far as how the battle against coronavirus uh, is going? And then also, uh, what has sort of been uh, public health's focus in, in the current midst of the pandemic in its current state, as far as where you guys are putting a lot of your efforts to um, try to combat it? Sure. Um, well, yes, we are hopeful. We are putting uh, almost all of our resources uh, right now um, and for the last several months into our vaccination clinics, um, our outreach campaign, and um, and more specifically um, working on addressing people's concerns who may be vaccine hesitant because we want to make sure that we get as many people vaccinated as we possibly can and encourage those who have been on the fence and maybe have some personal reasons or questions or concerns um, to have a chance to speak with someone one-on-one -on -one or with a trusted peer who has um, accurate scientific information and can address their questions. But well, we're going on having vaccinated um, this week, um, getting close to 11,000 doses of vaccine just since the end of January when we started. That's through public health. Um, countywide, our vaccination numbers are continuing to improve and we have, uh, because we have other uh, community partners um, that are vaccinating, including pharmacies, Sun River Healthcare, uh, Garnet Medical, um, and, and Crystal Run Healthcare. Uh, there have been 30,733 first doses administered for Sullivan County residents and 25,000 of those, just over 25,000 have completed a two-dose series. So we're, we've crossed that 50% threshold and we wanna keep getting more and more people vaccinated. So what we've done is we've moved from our mass vaccination clinics at SUNY Sullivan to uh, out to towns. Um, and we've done a combined um, clinic uh, strategy of, you know, when we're at towns, we will also on the same day um, do anybody who's homebound who needs a vaccine. So we'll send an extra team out within a 15, 20 mile radius of that location and vaccinate those folks. So we're doing both homebound and town-based clinics. We're also doing school-based clinics that are open to everyone uh, who's eligible to get a vaccine age 16 and older. So um, there's a lot going on 
And um, yeah, and and so speaking towards the the recent clinics that you guys have been doing, um, I know there's a lot of ones targeted those those school age children um, that are of age that's appropriate for vaccines. Um, so far, by the um, as far as what the health organizations have been allowing, and um, I guess just in a general sense, what's how important is it to to get young people uh, who are in schools vaccinated? Considering, you know, those areas are, uh, I guess you could say, more populated in schools, right? When people are attending, even if they are spacing people out. So, how important, as far as the general getting this pandemic over, is it that we start to get um, kids vaccinated? It's it's really important for a number of reasons. You know, you mentioned, you know, the uh, types of environments where there's uh, greater numbers of people together for a longer period of time that allows for transmission of virus, um, obviously, more quickly than, you know, outdoor events or, or smaller groups of people. So um, we have been seeing higher rates of infection and transmission uh, in people younger than 25 nationally and statewide and also in this county. That doesn't mean that they are getting as sick, but that they are becoming infected and transmitting to other people, um, older family members who could get very sick. So it's very important for us to continue this and to really help promote uh, among our young people why it's so important. Sure, and um, I guess going back, you touched on a little bit in the beginning, but it seems that, while there's always folks who are out there that have had maybe questions or, or, or uh, been adverse to to vaccinations, uh, it seems that in the general public and uh, that there seems to be, um, for some reason, um, hesitancy amongst a good population of people. Um, what would you say, uh, being a you know the health professional that you are? As far as some of the myths that are out there, or just um, for people that are hesitant, you know, what would you tell them? In addition to those one-on-one conversations that you guys have been having, sure. There's, uh, you know, first of all, I would stress um, go to credible sources like the Centers for Disease Control, the World Health Organization, your healthcare provider, even the uh, vaccine manufacturers' website, um, state health department for credible information. Part of the challenge with vaccine hesitancy is that the pandemic has been so highly politicized from the very beginning um, so that we have seen a lot of people lose trust in our government agencies that are traditionally providing uh, fact-based information, reassurance and and evidence to encourage people to um, get vaccinated or to you know, take certain precautions to present, prevent um, people from, from getting sick or transmitting the virus to other vulnerable people. So um, it's been sort of a double whammy for public health professionals. Um, and with the proliferation of sort of extreme news, um, regardless of you know, which side of the fence someone is on, we encourage people to um, get their information from credible sources. 
things like, <clears throat> will it change my DNA? I've heard. No, it, it will not. No, it's not a government conspiracy. It's not going to have uh, long-term side effects that we're not aware of. That is, you know, the science behind the coronavirus vaccine has actually been um, well known for about a decade now. Even though this is a novel virus, the science behind it is not new. And there's enough evidence in clinical trials and actually now millions of people who have been vaccinated to show that the risk of serious adverse outcomes are extremely small. Uh, even with the Janssen vaccine, they pulled it out of a, uh, pulled it off the, um, uh, not off the market, but put a pause on it out of an abundance of caution to look at the data to make sure that before they went forward, um, that they had enough information to continue to recommend that it was safe. So we have a lot of information available for people um, on our website, and we push it out on social media as well uh, through our county's uh, pages. Sure. And my last question uh, before I let you go to, I'm sure, what is uh, continues to be a very busy uh, schedule. Um, with, I'm sure you guys have been inundated with with public requests for info or, or calls and, and such. Um, just what kind of things, number one, should people be calling public health for if they have particular questions with the virus um, or vaccination clinics? And, and how would you direct people as far as, as contacting you guys and maybe versus who else they should contact? Just since I know you guys have been dedicating a lot of manpower and time to sort of other areas of focus. Sure. We've had to set up a number of different um, lines where we have recorded information just because of the sheer volume of calls that have come in this past year. Um, we have a separate line for people who are in quarantine who need documentation to get off of quarantine, whether, you know, to go back to work or school or whatever. And, and that, that line is 845-513-2240. Uh, um, we try to use the, uh, the state's information line for vaccine if people have questions. Um, and that's 1-833-NYS-4-VAX, V-A-X. Um, and all, that, all those numbers are posted on our website. So if someone wants to speak with us specifically, you know, our, our staff are very busy doing clinics, so we don't have a lot of staff available to answer one-on-one -on -one questions. Um, we encourage people to call their healthcare provider, um, but we can field some questions and people can call the, uh, the main number for public health, which is 845-292-5910 and press extension zero for the receptionist and they'll get you to the right person. Um, so we, we have all this information on our website and we're happy to um, answer people's questions. We now have a click here red button for registration for any of our upcoming clinics on our website on the county's main landing page. Um, we're doing a lot of school clinics right now, open to 16 and above, but we've opened those clinics up to anybody, any adult and any community member. Um, and the schools are allowing us to do that and to have folks come 
Uh, that's because we want to use our all the vaccine that we get and vaccinate as many people without having to waste any vaccine. Um, very soon, we hope to get approval from the state health department uh, to vaccinate 12 years and older. And once we get the authorization to do that, it could be as early as the next week or so, we'll be uh, providing that information as well. Of course, that requires parental consent. Um, and we've been working with all of the school districts to, to help make this happen. Well, like I said, thank you and your team for all you guys are doing and for taking a few minutes to uh, to join us this afternoon. I'm um, just a reminder out there that the Sullivan County Democrat podcast, which is brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe, the Calicoon can be heard on a number of platforms, including SoundCloud, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and Spotify. And I might have repeated one, but um, but thank you again, Nancy, for joining us. And um yeah, we look forward to speaking with you more throughout this. And hopefully, um, yeah, we all get to a day when this sort of pandemic is over and you can get back uh, to focusing on, I guess, some of the things that you guys normally tried to do before, you know, global pandemics hit. So, yes, thank you for your time. And we are looking forward to a day when, you know, things are starting to reopen. So there is some hope and, uh, in the meantime, people need to continue to be cautious, uh, even if they are vaccinated when they're in large groups of people, continue to wear those masks until we hit that, you know, 70, 80% herd immunity. So thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs>